Wake Up Mid-Missouri 93.9 The Eagle 104.5 News Radio 950 KWOS. I'm John Marsh. Brian Hasworth, producer Hannah Long. Brandon, as we've said, taking a couple days off. Stephanie Bell reporting in with us from CPAC. Missouri National Federation of Independent Businesses, Brad Jones, along with us. And added to the mix this morning, Jefferson City Councilman, also a lobbyist for the pharmacists at the Missouri Capitol, our friend Ron Fitzwater. Ron, welcome back. Good morning. It's great to be with you. Talk to us a little bit about uh, your take on things. Let's start at the Capitol. Things that you're watching, because we've talked with Brad so much about small businesses, and I would I would imagine probably every pharmacy in the state, the members in the Missouri Pharmacy Association, they're the definition of a small business, aren't they? Certainly our members appreciate everything that Brad does and, and the work he does in working on small business issues. Yes, I mean, we represent pharmacy across the board, but typically our members that are the most active are the independent members the whaleys of the world the roberts pharmacies of the world those that really get what we're doing so we we have been very focused we've got a couple critical issues for us that we're working on and you know we're just trying to work the issues through the legislature i have found it very refreshing the senate seems to be operating Kind of as it has in the past, a little bit more efficiently. I mean, I, I think there's a congeniality in there. Obviously, they've got their differences, and it's sparked a little bit. But you're seeing an opportunity to have very serious conversations, and that translate to activities. So that that's always good. Talk to us about the, I don't know, some of the bills that are sort of zeroed in on by the pharmacists at all, because they went through a tough time as anybody through the pandemic and all that and whatever a lot of these bills that were out there and talking about limiting businesses and all that were literally in you and your members wheelhouse weren't they yes and the two big issues that we're working on are one a a little expansion to our practice act and basically allowing pharmacists to do what they've been able to do for the last three years when the guidelines were put in place at the federal level and then statewide guidance in here in missouri now you know people trying to put that genie back in the bottle with the disappearance of of the federal guidelines so we've got some practice act issues that we're working on obviously my members do not want to be physicians they want to work with physicians and be a compliment and out in the practice that's what happens pharmacists and physicians work very closely together so we're trying to make some tweaks to our practice act we got that bill actually out of the Senate. It's in the House now, and you know, it's usually very difficult for us to get our issues out prior to spring break. And then the second issue that we continuously deal with are the third parties that get between our members and their patients with their presentation that they're lowering drug costs. I think we would all say that they haven't done a very effective job if that's what they're doing in lowering drug costs. They they make it very complicated for the pharmacists to deal with their patients and that they're driving up health care costs. So we, we are back each year trying to change that relationship and give our pharmacists the ability to work with their patients and try to at least stabilize drug costs. You know, Ron, one of the things that uh, I, I don't think the general public understands maybe about the legislative process is, and I've, I was telling John, I talked to the legislative seminar class over at the high school, and I, I told him, I said, do you know how many 
great pieces of legislation die not because of their merits because of timing and so you can probably speak to this so that we are coming up on a very important time in the legislative process not just because we get off a week but the spring break is kind of the litmus test it is sort of a where are you with your legislative uh, priorities because if you can get your bills pretty much out of one of the houses by the time spring break comes around you've got the time to get it through the other house when you get back from spring break and our spring break this year is the 13th through the 17th so next next thursday effectively they'll be <clears throat> going home and doing the things that they do but um you know i always i always tell the kids you know spring break is not just as important to you as it is as it is to us cuz we look forward to it too but it's true, isn't it? I mean, it, it really is. We've all we've all had uh, bills that die on the vine, not because they were bad or they 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 caused any any great consternation. It's just because they didn't have time to get to them. And you know, uh, the one of the great things we did too in Missouri is when we're done, we're done. You know, the Friday after the second Tuesday, we're finished at six o'clock. If if it doesn't pass, you get to go back to go. Do, do not collect two hundred dollars. You get to start all over again the next year. So that's kind of a unique part, I think, of our of our process, and it's a good one too. I think it is. And you, yeah, we shoot for the same thing. You try to get the crisscross from chamber to chamber by spring break. As I indicated, we got one of our major bills to do that, going from the Senate to the House, which is nice. Our House bill got stopped a little bit so we're trying to get it back on track i doubt that we will make it to to get it across but hopefully shortly thereafter ron we appreciate you joining us uh, live this morning on the program and thank you by the way for your service um, to the people of jefferson city i do want to ask you you kind of wear two hats obviously in the in the missouri pharmacy association but you are going to be our the next mayor in, in jefferson city here uh, very shortly um when you talk about obviously things that that come up i talked to you about a month ago i remember asking you about tennyson's and that building is just just sitting down there kind of kind of torn up so two-part question Number one, is there anything new that you're hearing on Tennyson's? I believe that's on McCarty that was hit by the tornado. That just it's, it's just nothing has been done that I've seen down there. A and B, the affordable housing issue continues to come up in Jefferson City. What is your position on proposals that we've heard about in the past to place these uh, very close to some established neighborhoods? Your thoughts on that? Well, I, I appreciate it, and good morning. I, I appreciate your kind words. Thank you. Yes, in regard to code violations and trying to comply, I, I agree with you. The answer is nothing has happened on the, the Tennyson's building, and it's very frustrating from a, a council member and soon-to-be mayor perspective. I've outlined several things that I hope to be able to have an impact on, Housing is one of them. Obviously, public safety is at the, at the top. We have got to continue to address our public safety, police and fire, but followed by infrastructure, code enforcement, and then housing is, is one of those things that just kind of overlaps everything that we do. We, we have had and need to continue to have a serious discussion in this community, but it has to be a broad-based discussion. I've been working very carefully in trying to put together a high-level task force to assist me in that. I've got some very good names that, that I'll be releasing 
hopefully next week on individuals that have indicated that they would work on that project with me. I so appreciate the housing task force that has been working. I mean, they are very hardworking people. They're kind of on the front lines. They have brought a lot of information to us, and they were very instrumental in getting the housing study put together. What I'm trying to do is put together a task force of decision makers that can then take those recommendations and help us as a city council and as a community to develop a broad-based list of opportunities from not only low-income slash workforce housing, Mm -hmm. but looking at single-family ownerships, looking at across-the-board housing, all the way from starter homes to, I mean, we have a shortage of upper-end homes in this community also. So housing is a priority for me. I just try to look at things from a broader perspective that I'm trying to bring everybody to the table so that we as a community can address it. And that's what I will be focused on. And again, I've had some some great people that have indicated that they would work with me. The three major employers I think we'll have at the table with us and discussing it, the school system, the universities. So we've got people that definitely need the solution to the problem but want to be a part of helping us do a a comprehensive solution. So that's where my focus will be. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Wake up mid-Missouri, Ron Fitzwater from the Jefferson City Council. As Brian uh, said, the the de facto mayor, next mayor of Jefferson City, says he has no opponents coming up in the general election. I'm John Marsh, also in here with National Federation of Independent Businesses, Missouri Missouri Chapter Director Brad Jones on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. We're going to scope out some more things with Ron Fitzwater, maybe not the least of which uh, that run for mayor and some priorities in, in the capital city when we continue.